Hey, what's up, everybody? This is uh, Gary with the Get Some Podcast. My guest this week is my drinking buddy. You ain't lying. I could I could rattle off your hosting gigs, 106 yeah. and Park. Drinking right buddy up. sounds like the best thing ever. There's a there's a couple people in this business. I said I don't I don't remember talking to you sober. <laughs> <laughs> I should have shots right now, Roxy. Wait a minute. How? We've hung out sober. Not a lot. It Not might a lot. start sober. It does start sober. The, oh, okay. When I helped you write the roast for DJ yes. Ivory, I was sober. We were completely sober then. Yeah. Because you were filming then, too. Yeah. You were here in LA filming, and then I had all of a sudden a writer's room in my dining room table, yeah. and then everybody was, it was you, Thomas Jones. Uh, there was, there was, there was a, a third. some girl there. I don't know who the girl was. No, that was just like a girlfriend, I think, that was yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like somebody helping us write. I thought she might have been write. a sli- silent writer. Did you just say slut? No, I didn't say slut. <laughs> I said silent writer. <laughs> I heard slut. I did not say slut. I heard slut. Some slut. <laughs> just have random sluts hanging out in my house. I did negative. not say that. Not in my house. I mean, it does happen. Who else but, was there? Somebody else helped write that. Chris was Spencer it? didn't help? No. no. Chris Spencer was on it, right? Was it Lamorne? I can't remember. I feel like Lamorne might have helped. I don't know. I know I you wrote ninety percent. I'm taking credit. I wrote not. You were roasting DJ Irie. I was roasting Irie D- Finesse Mitchell. F- was on the show, right? Yeah, I roasted him too. It was yeah. Finesse Irie, some big guy in Miami who's like a DJ or DJ something. Laz. Laz, that's yeah. exactly who it was. And then uh, was Chris? Chris Spencer was one of the guys. Yeah, yeah, and, and Chris I remember because I remember Chris. I think Chris Spencer called me and goes. You helped her, didn't you? <laughs> because she was way too funny. And her fucking put-downs were way too harsh. <laughs> Some of those were mine, though. <laughs> yeah, well, you. I told you about roast. If you can allow yourself to be an open book. Yes. I go and acknowledge like some of the elephants in the room. Yes. I go, then everybody's like, fuck. Yeah. It's almost like the Eminem eight mile thing. It actually is completely that effect. And and I'll go ahead and put it out there since the elephant was in the room at that time was I had already been with a big comedian at the time. So everybody was gonna get on me for dating Eddie yeah. Murphy. But then I said, like, let it out. I said, let it you, out and say it first. If, yeah, if you admit and talk about whatever you want to talk about with you and Eddie Murphy, then the then nobody else like can say anything. Fuck. Right. She like, took it. Right. And I think the... the literally. Lo- the, I did, literally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if we I had said, drinks, this would be so much better, right? Dr. Doolittle <laughs> can do a lot. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, I don't regret nothing. He's a great man, and that's all I'll say about that. But I think the joke was, damn, Finesse, uh... I, I got more props for SNL than you did, and I yeah. never was on the show or something like that. <laughs> Finesse was on for one season. Right. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I think you said that like, you got more to SNL than he did. Yeah, he wasn't even something on the show. like that. I wasn't even on the show. So it was a fun roast. I still haven't seen the tape, so nobody knows how funny I actually am. Yeah, that. I'd like to see it, because I know I was, everybody on the show was texting me, because yeah. I was like almost like a proud uncle. Just like, how she do? I was texting, how she do? She kill it? And Irie has been holding that tape. Actually, it isn't Irie that holds it hostage. It's whoever the guy is that's like something else that has to do with Miami. I don't know. The guy that has it that threw the damn roast, he has the tape, and we've never seen it since. Hmm. It's probably hidden. How did we meet? I know how we met. Do you know how we met? Chantel. Yeah, but you know when? 106 in Park? Nope. Before 106 in Park? You were on 106 in Park. Was it was it Alonzo Morning's uh, yeah. summer group? You got it. See, 
You got See? a good memory, Roxy. No, I just remember certain monumental things in my life. <laughs> and Alonzo Morning Zoe Summer Group was monumental. Not meeting you, but I'm talking about those weekends that Dude, we used to do. Those weekends were crazy. And you did the roast where you got on, because uh, you were infamous for like roasting the basketball players that, mm -hmm. that weekend. And you, man, I forgot who was there. You would just let everybody have it. Nobody was safe at all. I think that was when you really were getting like on Shaquille and his voice. Oh, that was so that was 2006, I think. Mm -hmm. That was the first time we like really met. Like I knew you, but yeah. obviously. And that was the first time I had ever been to Zoe Summer Group because that was my first year at 106 in Park. Oh, yeah. So that, that's how far back yeah, that went. But that was so much fun. Man. It was so much fun. It was nothing fun. like those Zoe's Weekend. Yeah, Zoe's Weekend was epic. When Zoe and Dwayne started doing them together, that made it even better because mm -hmm. it was like the old school and the new the new generation coming together and but it was you know fun. Zoe was bringing in like you know one year I did it he had Kat and Steve Harvey and they weren't arguing like oh. they were on the same show nice and then he brought in Chappelle when nobody could get Chappelle Zoe got him and this I was like this dude connection is getting everybody but I remember we were we were I it's funny like our eyes met and it was like I know you but I don't know you and you were looking at me and then we start BSing for like literally 30 seconds and they go, okay, you guys get on the red carpet. And I go, oh, did we just become a couple? <laughs> <laughs> no. Why are we in the I picture together? I know you were because I'm like, you're the white boy from Def Comedy Jam. I know who you are. So there was no way I didn't know who but you were. But they ushered us on the red carpet together. I'm like, oh shit. Oh yeah. This could be a problem. Red, red carpets are always like instant couples. They're fucking. It's happening. No, it's not. I remember I got shit for posting a picture when uh, one of our drunk, and by the way, I'm friends with his wife, so before anybody says anything, um, we were drinking. Remember that random time you were in Dallas and I was in Dallas? Last year. Was that last year? Yeah. Golly. I, I saw like, you posted a picture or I posted a picture and then we texted each other and you were getting ready to leaving. head out that yeah. night. And, and I was like, well, let's stop and grab some early dinner. You came to the hotel I was at. We went and ate at the bar. Yep. And classic Roxy and Gary, yeah, I wasn't drinking. I said, like, no, nah, I'm good. And you're like, no, you're having a <laughs> shot. And then you're like, I, I got an open tab. I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, the trailer park comes out, free drinks. Yes. All right. All right. I'll do it. Next thing I know, we got a picture where we're just hanging on each other. Right. Like, and everybody's like, he's married. Uh, I'm like, yeah. I know, we FaceTimed her, okay? I don't know if you realize this, but we're outside with our clothes on. Right. <laughs> 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 Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. But anyway, nice to be here with you. I know. So what happened? You couldn't get any other guests this week? I've been trying to get you from Jump. Yeah, I know. I asked you, look, that night that we drank in Dallas, that you left that night, put a disclaimer on it, <laughs> um, I, I told you then, I go, yo, I'm getting ready to yes. do, I'm getting a studio in yes. LA, and then COVID hit, and everything kind of went away, and then now we've been back a couple months. But yeah, your quarantine um, drama saga diary made everybody want to come be before me on the show. So I nah. get it. I, I there was, it. I, I'll put it like this. There's certain people I wanted to be in person. So I was like, Good yeah, Roxy going to be in person. Good one, Gary. Good one. Well, some people, like Kevin, I got Kevin, but I was smart because to my own horn, I go, ain't nobody doing shit. Now right. it's time to get Kevin Hart. Yeah. No, no, so, no. No, you did the right thing. Good call. <laughs> Good call, by the way. Good call. No, seriously. I wanted to ask you, though, what happened? What came out of you kind of like doing the whole Instagram diary every day of COVID? Like, did you see a change or, or something like, did something come out of it? Because, you know, you, you see Fat Joe going at live every day and then like 
now he's got endorsement deals and all oh. that kind of thing. You already had the podcast thing happening before that. Yeah. But I was just curious, like, did, like, some monumental... D-Nice bought a house in, like, you know, Bel Air now. He's, like, DJing the Emmys. And well, I, I tell you, I, I just, I did it day one as a joke because literally I'm in Oklahoma. I was, I was doing a movie. We got shut down and I was stuck in Oklahoma City for, like, three days because that was that weird time. Like, are we allowed to fly? Right. And so I'm just in a hotel room for three days. So the first night... I was laying down and I got it. Most of my DMs, I you're a woman, so I'm sure you get everything thrown You'd be at you. Shocked. It's not that great, but go ahead. <laughs> I get, will you pay my bill DMs? Wow. And they'll send me like different shit, like yeah. my eviction notice, or I got three kids living out of my car, and da da da. Well, I got one that said, hey, with <laughs> with everything being shut down, you know, I'm a month behind on my rent, and I was thinking, motherfucker, it's day one. <laughs> You're already asking for money? It's day one. You were behind before this. Right. <laughs> like, the COVID had nothing to do with So I did the video, and it went, like, nuts. Like, mm -hmm. people picked it up, and I go, oh. So the next day, I did day two, and then day three, and it just kind of organically took off. And I'm sitting there going, I can't go on the road now. I don't have the income I'm used to coming in when you're on YouTube and you have a thousand subscribers and so many views you get monetized so I'm monetized I go this is an easy way to make a little extra money and kind of be funny mm -hmm. post some stuff so I didn't get endorsements like that but I it supplemented some income on it. YouTube nice. I was like oh oh I didn't know you were putting it up on YouTube either yeah oh, cool. oh YouTube was really what it was about like, I'll put on Instagram and, and Facebook and YouTube is where you're monetized that's where you can make some money so I was like Great. My my makeup artist, my friend, she's been telling me put my cooking videos on YouTube. You're crazy. All you need is a thousand subscribers. I didn't even. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. And you can bring guests in, like me, and we could. Do, <laughs> obviously, we're gonna do like beer can chicken. Beer can chicken. <laughs> bourbon, beer. bourbon prime rib. Oh, okay, or some yeah. Shit. No, I was like, what is beer can chicken? <laughs> no, beer can chicken. That's good. No. Yeah, it's good. What the fuck is that? You you can. Put the beer can in the chicken. Oh, I do that with Cornish hens. Oh, God, you, you just got bougie as fuck. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no. I, I didn't know. You meant like a whole hens. chicken. Yeah, you put and the you, can yeah, in there. Yeah, I, I know that. Okay, I got you. I got Beer you. Can I chicken. never knew that's what it was called. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, you grew up in New Orleans. Yes. So you cook a lot. Mm-hmm. I think been your Have you had any of my cooking? Never. You've never had any of my cooking. Are you serious? Mm -hmm. We're really mm -hmm. not friends. Never. I've <laughs> seen you cook. That's crazy. But I, I didn't want to impose. So Dude, I was like, I'm going to leave. I do like epic red cup parties and like. I don't live in LA. Oh my God. Before LA, Jersey, all of that. Like I, my house used to be the house that when like everybody used to go to the basketball games or the football games, I was always the one that was like, nah, I'm good. I, I really don't want to go to the game. So I would stay home, watch the game from home. But in the meantime, I'd be cooking at home. So by the time the game was over, Everybody was coming to my house to eat and drink and just have a good time. But how are you so small? I'm naturally small. Plus, we in Hollywood, so yeah. But you I wouldn't be big small. regardless. You know, if because you know, if, I'm talking. I, if you it ain't... wasn't for TV, I probably would be really, really thickums. Because I was really, really thickums when I lived in New Orleans. Chantel could show you some pictures of well, me thickums, like for real. Because that's the thing. It's one thing to cook. But you're cooking New Orleans Cajun shit. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of it's butter. a lot of butter. <laughs> it's like the half, half the thing of butter. I'm not talking about the stick. I mean, like, the big block that you yeah. just... That's, that's like, what I'm saying. You yeah. ain't cooking light food. <laughs> I don't know. I don't eat it every day. 
And I usually, when I cook, I really don't eat. I let everybody else. Is that like therapy for you, you think? It's fun. I enjoy it. Because like I grew up cooking for my family, my mom, single mom, raising, you know, three kids on her own. So when she was at work and at times working multiple jobs, I would have to, you know, pick up some of the weight at the house. So my mom would call me on the phone and she would tell me exactly step by step, what do I have to do? And that's kind of how of like I picked up. But I'm used to cooking for families. So mm. like cooking for yourself at home is kind of depressing. Mm. <laughs> like I'm the only one eating this. Yeah. I don't, that's depressing. <laughs> so whenever I can, I'll like get together with friends and I'll throw a meal down and, and we'll all hang out and ends up, being, know. Ends up being a drunk mate. I, You're I not in town know. enough. You're not in town. I, I'm in town enough that I can. Oh, the get a last meal time you were in town, you called me last minute and you're hanging out with the celebs down the street. I'm like, you're going to call me like literally fourth quarter, 30 seconds left in the game. That's when you're going to call me to come over and hang out. It's whatever. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying, I was like, really? You, scary? You ain't, hey, Rox, you've never how called. How long have you been in days? You've been in town for how many days? Three, three days. Oh, okay. Okay, Gary. Okay. Well, you don't call me to come over to eat. I didn't know you were in town. You, you've never like just said, hey, you in town. I'm cooking. Gary, people call the person that's in their town in the town that they're in. They don't like call them. That's true. That doesn't make sense. I'm just saying. Okay. Well, it doesn't make <laughs> sense. I'm just saying. Usually if you follow me on Instagram, you should know where I'm I just I'm have at. to be. <laughs> that's how I knew you were in Dallas. The way my algorithm is set up right now for Instagram. <laughs> I don't see your post. So what what, what nationality are you? <laughs> nice nice curve. I'm like this. What, what, what exactly what's my are next you? question? Diaz. Are you serious? Diaz. I'm Honduran and Chilean. How'd you end up in New Orleans? Because <laughs> how'd your mom end up in New Orleans? First and foremost, New Orleans is one of the first first major port cities from Central America and South America into the United States. It's one of the first major stops. I can see that. You have Dallas, you have New York, you have Miami, you have around surrounding areas, Houston, all that, and New Orleans happens to be one of the cities. And we had an aunt that lived in Baton Rouge at the time. So since she was already familiar with the city and familiar with New Orleans, my mom decided to move to New Orleans. Were you, where were you born? In Honduras. For real? I'm already a citizen. You can't turn me in. How old? <laughs> How old <laughs> you know me? How old were so you when you moved there? You're ready to turn me in for $50. Not, listen. ISIS is going to be outside <laughs> the garage right now. We're in a garage, by the way. This might be one of those, you know, uh, tin conversions of this the things that they This is not a garage. It's a real studio. Is, is it a legit studio? ship. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, legit shit, Roxy. Oh, you know what the you. posters mean? Is that Eminem? And Larry Bird. Oh, ooh. Those are three white guys. I thought it was Sting. Oh, it kind of does like Sting. <laughs> I thought it was... <laughs> no. Those are white guys that did really well on black genres. Oh, yeah, it could have been Sting. Nah, not Sting. <laughs> Sting Larry Bird. No, Larry Bird is good. That's really cool. Okay, that? And I that's got all it. from fans. Fans. Two. You got two things. Oh, three. three. I got like five. We can only put three up. Oh. So, it's whatever. And then we can got... I know. Did you ever meet Chadwick? I met Chadwick several times. I um, actually interviewed him for Get On Up. I mm. was at Entertainment, to Entertainment Tonight at the time, and they sent me for a set visit. So I was down there in Mississippi. We were like backwoods, and uh, I watched him be Rick James. Was no, Rick, no, 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 not James Rick Brown. James, James Brown, I'm sorry. I heard he, was, he wouldn't break character. No. Is that true? So when he was on set, he actually you had to call him Mr. Brown on set. 
you had to, he was, you know, like really those method actors. Mm -hmm. And so, actually, you don't know, you don't know about method actors. Never worked with uh, one. <laughs> and have you ever worked with one? Honestly. Uh -uh. Nobody you've ever worked with was like method, like mm -hmm. really like never broke. No, I, I, I've only worked with one guy who I was like, wow, he's taking this really serious mm -hmm. to be a quote unquote low budget independent movie. <laughs> I was like this. But that's Whoa. what you gotta do. You gotta yeah, yeah, take but it seriously I, from the jump. But he I'm not gonna throw him on the bus, but the first day on set, you know, I'm I'm the comedian. I'm goofing uh -huh. off. So I did my scene, first scene out the box, I do it, and as soon as they said cut, I go, boom, one take. Keep up, fellas. And oh. walked away and he goes, Is he serious? Is that guy serious? And then people are like, no, he's, he's a comedian. He's kidding. <laughs> but his face went. He was so appalled. Is that guy serious right now? Is he serious? Oh, my God. But I don't think he ever opened up. And it was only like a 10-day shoot until like day eight. Uh-huh. He finally like opened up a little bit because it was tense for a couple of days. I was really? like, wow, he's taking this shit a little was serious. It a, was it a serious role? No. No, it was a romantic comedy. Oh, God. I was playing a dick in the movie, but. So it wasn't a reach for you. Yeah. <laughs> I was playing myself. <laughs> That's probably why I haven't been invited there you for go. dinner. You're inviting Gary. No, I was like this. No, 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 no. no, no, no Use no, him for Gary. jokes. No. Can't. Use him no. for jokes. Not like, just for that. I'm going to make you dinner while you're in town. Chadwick was very method. He was phenomenal to watch work because for when you're playing... A, a person that was admired so much. Like he did in Jackie, like I was already a fan because I saw Jackie Robinson. I saw what he did for that. And I was like, oh my gosh, this guy is awesome. So I couldn't wait to meet him. And then to see him and watch him work, he did not break character. I could not interview him while he was in costume because he just, he was James Brown in costume. Mm -hmm. um, so when finally we did get to meet him, I was like, I, I, I couldn't even hate on the fact that I waited a half a day to see him or to interview him. Because I saw his work and I was like, gosh, this guy is amazing. He's just, and he's so awesome and he was so cool. Then when he comes up, he's like, ah, Roxy, 106 of Park. I'm like, yeah. So he, hold on. So he breaks character once he's out of costume. Yeah. I thought you meant uh, what oh, I have heard. Oh, the whole time? Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, just why he's when working. He's in, when he's working. Because you know, working. Daniel Day-Lewis never breaks. Ooh. The whole shoot. Wow. That's deep. I was talking to uh, Bruce McGill. We were shooting right along, and he just got done doing Lincoln uh -huh. with, oh my with um, Daniel Day-Lewis. And he goes, I said, well, how does that work when the director says cut? He goes, we talk like it's the 1860s. Like He goes, we're just having a conversation like it's the 1860s. And then when he said he died in the movie, uh -huh. he said he laid there for like 45 minutes, and it was just silence. And then he had to come out of it. Almost had to come out of being Lincoln. Wow. Because they and they had to switch the shooting schedule for because, him to die. Because that had to be the last scene. <laughs> because once he's died, he's he really I was like, dude, that's some intense shit. Yeah. yeah. I, I was wondering like, I wonder if his hotel he took all the electricity out. If he's gonna be that method. Yeah. Guys like that. I've never worked with anybody like that. I don't know. I don't I can't say that Chadwick was like that either, but no, because when he wasn't in when he wasn't in costume, he would you know, he was cool. Yeah. He was cool. And that was the first of many times that I ran into Chadwick or would speak to Chadwick or see him on a set or something like that. But I always remember that first time because I remember that he wasn't getting a lot of play at that time. And I remember like, you know, covering that story and really fighting for it to get more time on air because it was such an important story. And Chadwick was so amazing that than it did. 
you know. Mm-hmm. So it was just, I'm just grateful that I got to, you know, be around his work and be able to call him like an industry friend. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was always super nice and super cool. And I had just seen him at All Star Weekend before he passed. So, it, you know, he's just phenomenal, phenomenal. He's, he's, he was one of a kind, for real. Yeah, I've never heard, um, there's been no like, Bad stories no. about him, uh-uh. like nothing. How strong is your team that that never got out? No, how about how good of a person you are that that just that, right that never? Because I said I'm a comedian, everybody would have known. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking the day I'm diagnosed with anything. I'm like this. This sucks. Damn it! <laughs> Hold on, guys. I can. I didn't I, know guys could catch chlamydia. Can somebody? <laughs> I got a yeast infection. How do I do this? Does Monistat 7 work on balls? Can you please help me? See, I'm not is, sure. This is the Roxy I know. I should, God, I wish we had some liquor because you'd really loosen up. You're I so, don't even you're, need I'm to. Like this. You're so tight. I don't even need liquor. I'm just finding that out. <laughs> I always thought, dude, Roxy drunk is, I'm telling you, it loose is an, lip. It's another person. Huh? As another person, I've been told that. I think during quarantine, I've given up drinking maybe five or six good times already. I'm like, okay, I really can't drink no more. Yeah. <laughs> I start drunk dialing, start calling the ex, like, damn it. Start FaceTiming people. I have no business FaceTiming. It's like, yeah. why am I doing this to myself? It's just not bueno. It's not good at all. It's not a, it's not a flattering side of Roxy. Because <laughs> anybody's like... Has this innocent picture of me, I guess. I don't, maybe some don't, but it's just like, you know, it's like no, nobody except close friends are used to seeing me as a lush. So, and it's like, <laughs> really? She gets down like that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I like Lushy Roxy. Like Lushy Roxy. <laughs> that was so close it's to slutty. slutty <laughs> I like Lushy Roxy. <laughs> it's funny because I sit and watch Chantel. Chantel is my best friend, our mutual Chantel's friend. Chantel's a. The, the best, best person in the whole entire world. I sit there and watch, like, her watch me while, like, I'm drinking. She's like, any minute now. Did you go to coming. her wedding? It's, yes. I'm so Oh, mad. yeah. Because your boy got married the same weekend. Dummy. And, he, and he's already divorced. No. Hold that on. That was just like, no. Hold on. Hold on. It gets worse. Oh, God. What did he do? Who did, what did no, he No, it's not him. What did him? It was her. Really? It's not about cheating. <gasps> it's just she didn't want to be married. She was doing too much. I'm not going to put anybody's biz out there. And you missed one of the most epic weddings. Hold on. His wedding that didn't you. last. I get, I get, sh- I get, Chantel goes, Gary, you know, me and, um, we're getting married. And I was like, I was like, I'm there. I'll cancel whatever weekend. Just let me know. I'm there. I ain't missing that shit. When I saw the date, it was like early July. <laughs> I was like this. Oh, fuck. I go, I was in. I'm not there. <laughs> the other guy's wedding. I don't want to oh. put him out there. I was in my boy's wedding. I was like, God damn it. And I had to call Chantel. I go, Here's the bad part. I go, my boy's getting married. I'm in the wedding. And I go, it ain't going to last. <laughs> I told her, I go, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, it's not going to last. Damn. And he's already divorced. Did she know, does she know that? Who? Chantel. Yeah. She knows that the guy is divorced? Yeah. Wow. I was like this. Well, as soon as it was in the works, they uh-huh. were breaking up. I go, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're already, they don't live together anymore. I was like wow. this. Wow. And they just celebrated their three or four third. Year, third yeah. yeah. And I was like, and hold on. So granted, my boy got married 
It was it was in the south. It was hot. It wasn't a big wedding. Nothing. And then I got to go on social media and see this fucking school bus pull up. Oh yeah, it was so everybody cool. coming out dancing. We all had converses on. San Diego, one of my favorite cities. Yeah. And I'm like, boo! I was like this. What the fuck? Anytime man? you know that the groomsmen are wearing t-shirt tuxedos and not real tuxedos, it's gonna be a party. Well, anytime you got. Chantel, you and Gab together. Oh yeah, and not that to mention part. the crew. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be fun in it itself. Was, it was, it was fun. Oh, sorry. God yeah. damn it. <laughs> well, re- let's relive Chantel's wedding. Okay. Where did they? They got married on the beach. They got married on the beach somewhere in San Diego. I'm not that familiar with San Diego. They had the water behind them. Big reception. It was, it was a big reception. Yeah, it was a big reception. But like of all intimate close friends and family. So maybe about 200 something people. That's a there. perfect, perfect size. Perfect size. Yeah. Her brother was everything like cheering her on as she came down the aisle. And and because uh, Essence, she was the one that uh, did the wedding. Essence Atkins. Yeah. She uh, was the what do you call it? The the preacher. Not. Yeah. But you call it something <laughs> when you what do you call it? Like officiate. She officiated. the okay. wedding. OK. And um. Was she married at the time, Essence? I don't know. I don't know. Essence is a business like that. But it, well, I, I know she was married know. at Gab's wedding because her mm, husband like did some prayer. I don't know. She made each one of us say something. All the bridesmaids. All the bridesmaids had to say something, What'd and you say? all I just said, <laughs> and it's like you're crying. Snot. It was so bad. <laughs> like they already know. Cue the water. Roxy is gonna be <laughs> emotional. Like everybody was cracking jokes and everything, and I'm here comes me, and I'm like. <laughs> You're my best friend, and like, no, hold on. Oh, Roxy, did you do a bridesmaids? <laughs> She's not your best friend. She's my best right. friend. It was pretty bad. I was like, I'm already mad that I'm four people down on the road. <laughs> Why am I fifth? Why am I fifth? I'm barely in the pictures. <laughs> it was no, but it was it was a fun time. It was if you know Chantel, then you know. It but was here's the thing. Chantel is, if you're in the entertainment, if you're in Black Hollywood, yeah, everybody knows Chantel, just like everyone knows Fred, yeah. Terrence's guy. Yeah. But Chantel is just one of them people like you're with her for ten minutes and you're <laughs> telling her your whole fucking life story, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, why am I telling her this? She's got that inner. She's got that thing in her. She's just. But there's people. There's people in the world that they never act like it. You're a burden to them. Mm-hmm. Like you could be like, yo, can you pick me from the airport? Yeah. It's not a big deal mm-hmm. or just little things. And, yeah. and Chantel's always like that. You know, my, my real major Brad's like that. It's like, not a big deal, you know, but there's certain people. But every time I wish Chantel, like I've known her in like eight cities now. Mm-hmm. It's like Vegas. You know, she <laughs> let me do laundry. And then uh, Chicago. She was there for a year with when D-Wade and, yeah, and Gab, Gab was there. Yeah, Chicago, yeah. And, like, she picked me up and we just went and got something so small as going to Blaze Pizza. I was like, dude, I'm starving. I'll come get you. Let's go get something to eat. All right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then I call Roxy and you're like, I, I can't come over for dinner? <laughs> Cause you, let's, you're not let's, cooking enough. Wait, let me put you on blast right now. I called Chantel and I'm like, I'm so hungry. Keywords. You called Chantel. You'll call me and oh, let me right. know you're in town. Right. You're busy. But you called Chantel because you yeah. were hanging out with them the last time. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you know, since ah, I've been doing but, a podcast, mm-hmm. I go over Russ. Uh, you know, Russell Peters, great comedian. Mm-hmm. 
He lives up in um. Well, he lives in that some, area. Yeah. Okay. Um, he lives near Gavin Dwayne. Okay. And so automatically, when he he we drive around the neighborhood and he would show me who lives where, what houses, and I was like this. And he goes, Yeah, that's Gavin Dwayne's. And I go, Really? And I literally tried to buzz in. I go, eh, I just can't be like, Yo, I'm here. <laughs> Nobody answered. <laughs> so I called Chantel. I go, Are you guys in town? And they're uh-huh. like, No, Gavin Dwayne is in Atlanta or something. I go, Ah, shit. I'm at the front. I'm at the gate. Uh huh. And then she goes, What are you doing in town? And that's where I was like, Come over. So she came over to Russ's. And then that's when I was like, Call rocks. So that's what happened. That's when we called. So I apologize. Mm, yeah, apology. But that's exactly. that's that's where we started hanging out. The most. I'll tell you this. The most random place I ever ran into you. Uh oh. You know the when I say it, like yeah, most random. Because you place. said, "What the fuck are you doing here?" Was I sleeping with somebody at no, that time? No, no, perfect daytime shit. Oh. It was four years ago, the Republican National Convention. Oh in my Cleveland. gosh! You took me to that fish place. The the the, the fish. There was something fried fish. Oh yeah. my gosh! Yeah, I can't remember but the name of it. But you saw me because you know the the. The thing was at the basketball arena, and all yeah. those food tents was around it. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I heard is, Gary, what the fuck are you doing here? And I went, oh, shit. And I look back. I go, I don't need anybody taking a picture. I was The only reason I was there, uh-huh. I was there because not to make the uh, podcast dark. Republican? No, no. You know, my brother passed away mm. of a, a drug overdose. So I was... I was already doing this before Trump became the Republican. I was doing Democratic and Republican. I wasn't doing one or the other. Okay. I was just there to speak on how we need better funding and we need we need to stop making drug addicts criminals and treat them as addicts. Okay. They, they're going to do no good in jail. We got to try to rehab. That's why I was there. Uh-huh. So I was speaking on that. It just so happened Trump ended up becoming the nominee <laughs> and then it became this whole thing. I was, I was doing both though. Uh-huh. I was doing... Because I went there and posted a picture... Of like the popcorn I had in my room and all this other free shit I got. I'm thinking swag shit. And I'm like, what the fuck you doing? Man? <laughs> I knew it. I was like, this, no, no, no. I'm I'm speaking to both. I'm speaking mm-hmm. the Democrats and the Republicans. No, nope, no. Nope, nope. You can't do that in Hollywood. I but don't know it, why. I, I don't think it's right that not to say that you didn't do it for both, but I don't think it's right that Republican Hollywood stars get chastised or boycotted, just like, not like, you know, Democrats could be completely outspoken. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that I side with Republican views, but I don't think it's right to just attack. To to just attack. You know, if those are your views and that's what you stand by, that's your views and that's what you stand by. But I do believe that also that you could be on that side of the spectrum and still support a Democrat if that Democrat aligns more with your views, exactly. you know? So you, you, you're a human being and you know what's right from wrong at the end of the day and what would be a better choice. Mm-hmm. It's not about bloods and cribs, so I can't wear red or I can't wear yeah, yeah, blue. Yeah. It's about, you know, red don't really go with the scenery right now. <laughs> it's not the vibe but that we're giving. But here's the thing. When I saw you, and I, I, I talked about this numerous times, the news mm-hmm. made it act like Cleveland was in chaos. It mm-hmm. was like all these protests and everything. And I go, I'm going there thinking the worst. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, fuck, man. I'm going in the war zone. And I get there, and 90% of the people were <laughs> acting civil. And then why was the most popular food tent the black-owned soul food tent? All them white Republicans was lined up getting the ribs and I the fried fish. And the, it. it was right by where we met. Why do mm-hmm. you think I was there? <laughs> I was like this. I was. I got. I got to be around where black people are. I can't have just people taking <laughs> random pictures with Republicans like this. I'm gonna get. Uh-huh. So I was like. So the media. Ch- they chose to cover all the angry people instead of covering 
the black owned food tent that had and when I say the longest line, mm-hmm. it wasn't even a close second. <laughs> it was wrapped. The Republicans was literally like the people. I don't know if they were Republicans, but they were there. They were literally going, "How do you make this? Is this boiled, <laughs> or is it in the oven, or how, how is this? How do you do this? Pa- this this mac and cheese. So good. So good. Oh, you put smoked turkey in your greens. <laughs> it's like seventeen cheeses in this. <laughs> I just tasted. Pe- Did I taste pepper jack? Is that pepper jack? <laughs> <laughs> Got it. So it doesn't doesn't come out of a box. But yeah. they didn't choose to cover that at all. That's, and I thought that was like. Like, That's press hmm. for you, though. Because good were, news doesn't sell. Exactly. And you were working for Entertainment Tonight? At the time, no. At the Four time, I was working for VH1, and I was covering the RNC and the DNC. So I went to both, um, yeah. covering every angle of what was just happening at the time. Mm. So that's what I was there for. Well, that was most random. And that, that ran was into the most AJ random. too. Yeah, AJ and was AJ there. was there. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He was Every there. black celeb that saw me there just yelled, hey, what are you doing what here? What are you doing here? <laughs> Our tag says press. Doesn't help Why I'm in a suit. Why are you here? Oh, that's Didn't help I was in a that's suit because I was that's speaking. That's just like weird to see you in a suit. There's, it um, didn't look right? It's just, yeah, it's weird. I know you t-shirt, jeans, and, and sneakers. That's it. T-shirt, jeans, and sneakers. That's Gary. I'm from a trailer park. I know, well, I mean, I don't. I, it's not even about that. It's just I've always known you as t-shirt, jeans, and sneakers. Yeah. And maybe a bubble jacket or something like that. But yeah. That's about it. That's as far as it goes. I We didn't. Now, we had a... Oh, let's just go through our entire platonic past. Because <laughs> people are so interested Look, into let's this. just talk about our entire platonic past. Everybody wants to know. Okay. <laughs> New else? Orleans was fun a couple New years Orleans ago. New Orleans was always fun. You always... That's one thing I'll say about you. You always like support when I'm in town, whether it's funny. LA or or New Orleans or I, Vegas. I'm actually a fan. Like, I mean, it's more than we're friends. I'm actually a fan. Like, I like seeing my friends win and be funny, and I want to make sure that I'm there to laugh at all your jokes yeah. and be like, "Ah, yeah. Gary, I love you," and just scream <laughs> and like be that random person that be like, "Okay, shut up," and it's like that's my friend. Rocky. You came to my special. I did. Uh, the one in Vegas that Floyd walked in on late. Mm-hmm. That was funny. You didn't want to talk bad about him, but then you want to be like, oh, what was all that Floyd. about? That's Floyd. Grand entrance. How about? I love Floyd. Here's Wait, the thing. did we go that night? Were you with me that night that I went to his strip club in Vegas? No. Oh, you weren't with me that night? Was it the one he owned? Yeah. No, I wasn't with you oh, that night. Oh, wow. I've, only hung, I I've never hung out with you in Vegas. Oh, that's a shame. We, New Orleans, we hung out. New Orleans is that fun. That was fun. Did we go to a strip club in New Orleans? Nope. We went to a regular club. Damn. And then we went, your buddy was on the first 48 was with us. That's, the detective. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. we went to the Saints game. Yeah. Yeah. They played the Eagles. That was the lot. I said I've been to a that, lot of football stadiums. Atlanta's live because Atlanta's got a lot of black people in the stadium. Uh, Seattle's a different type of vibe, but New Orleans was a club. So much fun. When I saw the white dude... Yeah, in his seat, and they played the the big HBCU song. Dude, the white dude got up. And I was like, "This, what the fuck is going on?" You always got sold. No matter if you're white, black, Asian, Latin, whatever. If you grow up from New Orleans, you just know certain things, and especially if it's surrounding the Saints, you just. You just know it. It's just fun. It's well, a fun I don't city. drink. I'm not a, like a day drinker like that when I know I still that got, day. Man. You drank that we, day. I, we got videos of me taking shots. Shots. I was like, what just happened? I was chugging beer. Remember Yo, my yeah. girl, Chastity? <laughs> I lost. I, I officiated the beer you chugging. You officiated the Yo, beer chugging. Yo, your girl chugging. smoked the she fuck smoked out of me. you. She smoked me. I was like, well, because I didn't want to 
chug, chug beer going down my jersey or anything like that. I was trying to still do it kind of cute and stuff like that. But that was a fun game. Where were you when um, the Saints won the Super Bowl? Funny story. So I was in Miami when the Saints were in the Super Bowl. I had tickets to go. And Chantel had the tickets. And she was like, our friend uh, got tickets for us. And she's like, I know how much it means to you. You ready to go? And I'm like, I can't go. What can, what and she fuck? was like, what? I was like, I can't go. I'm too emotional about it. That if I, plus they were nosebleed seats, so I know that I wasn't yep. able to see the game really good. <laughs> I'm like that. I'm a seat whore. I'm I mean, a seat whore. I want to see this game. I got to see it. And yeah. I have to like, because if they lose, I'm going to have a meltdown. And I cannot. I cannot. I was, I was too emotionally invested that sometimes the best seat really is from home. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm that person. Again, I told you, people offer me tickets and I'm like, oh, no, I'm good. I'd rather be at home watching yeah. the game. So, and I remember that day, everybody was like, we had like a hotel room party or something like that. I was the only one in the room by myself having a moment because it was like a clincher. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And when they won, I FaceTimed Chantel. I was like, oh my God. I was crying. I was emotional because it meant so We just got off of Katrina. It was like so much had happened in my city. So it was just. It was great. And then I got drunk, and then I started running down Ocean Avenue and mooning everybody that had, um, I forgot Colts. who they play, a Colts jersey. Yeah. Yeah, I was mooning everybody. I said everybody. that about, well, you got to do what I haven't been able to do yet. You got to <laughs> oh, see yeah, your- Oh, yeah, you're a Bengals fan. See, we are friends. You do know that. Yeah. We, yeah. Got, we got Burrow from LSU, though. Our quarterback's a real deal right now. Do you have a ring? Listen- I'm I'm getting into that. Okay. Listen, we've been to more Super Bowls than the Saints. We're just 0 and 2. Do you have a ring? Listen. That's like Charles Barkley sitting at the desk. But Hold do on. you have a ring? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I always said like when okay, so you moon people when the Saints won. Uh-huh. Kev tried to get on the podium when the Eagles won. <laughs> Which was hilarious. And was there all chalk it up to drunk moments? I'm like, dude. If the Bengals ever won the Super Bowl, I already told everybody I know, I said, have bail money ready because <laughs> I will in. be getting arrested and there will be new pictures of me probably. <laughs> <laughs> it happens when you're a diehard fan. When you're a diehard fan, it just it just happens. But that was a special one for the Saints and I was completely emotional for that one and I was happy. You'll, about, you'll get how, there one day. How about Chantel saying, I know how much this means to you, so here's some tickets. And you look at them and went, not good enough. No, she... <laughs> <laughs> is you this know, what you think of me? She no, 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 and, and it wasn't that I was ungrateful. It was just like they were really high up, and I didn't. I wanted to be. I just wanted to be in the room. I just. We just I, wanted you wanted to be yourself. I knew that if they would have lost, there would have been no way to drag me out of that stadium. And right. no, if you know the Saints, they always find a way to mess it up. They always find a way to mess it up. So I was like, I can't. I doubted them going hold in. On, I, I can't. Right. You're like this. So they won. So I was running down Miami and South Beach, mooning yeah. people with coasters. Yeah. If they would have lost, I probably would have had a train ran on me. <laughs> <laughs> I was so upset. Not uh, so much. Uh, Not look, so much. Bring in somebody else. <laughs> I would have I'm just going to be no. a whore tonight. No. <laughs> I, no. I think so less of myself I right now. I would have found one of their, their, their like star players, and I would have been like, we still won. <laughs> Scandal. You Scandal. fucking bitch. Put <laughs> a Saints jersey on. <laughs> Just found somebody over. with a big forehead. This is Peyton Manning. <laughs> right. It's his forehead. 
<laughs> no, it wouldn't happen. But still, it was, uh, yeah, it was a fun time. We had some fun times. I had some fun times in my 20s and early <laughs> You said 30s. in your 20s. Early, yeah, that was my, like, early, that was my mid-20s. How old were you when you got the job at 106 in Park? I was 24. And Terrence had to do, like, this, are you like Terrence? He did, like, the nationwide yeah. search. Yeah, we did all of that. Did you, outside, you went to New everything. Orleans? I was in, no, I was in uh, Chicago at the time. When I did my tryout, and Terrence tried out first in New York, and they exed him, yeah, and then he, he drove down to Atlanta, and then got through. He told him Fred was the one that was like, "Dude, yeah, you don't give up." Mm -hmm. And then did um, did you get through right off the bat? Yeah, I mean, I made it through. You didn't Chicago. have to go to another city. No. And if I would have had to, I, that would have been a wrap for me. I was because I wasn't gonna do it if it wasn't for Ludacris. Literally, if it wasn't for for Luda telling me. What do you got to lose? Because I've known Chris, mind you, Ludacris used to be on the radio circuit for those in that Atlanta, don't know. Atlanta, right? Yeah, I was a radio personality before I, I did TV. In Atlanta? No, I did radio in I did I did radio in New Orleans for a little bit, Dallas, really, Boston, and Chicago. So I had been in the game for a minute. Uh, I knew Chris from radio, but then I also knew him as Ludacris the artist, too, from all, you know, you do radio stops and everything like that. And he was like, man, you better go do that, like, come on out and you know he just knows the game he's like go do it he gave me the confidence to do it because i wasn't going to do it and then ever, ever since then he tells me i owe him 10 percent. how did how does it work you get to chicago you just wait in a long ass line it's literally a cattle casting call like a thousand people they're only taking a thousand people in line and, and i was number 79 so you, i slept she was overnight. early no, I slept the night before. I got there the night before in Chicago. Also, oh, I February. get it. It's like American Idol almost. Yeah, it's literally American Idol. You're sleeping outside. You're waiting. So you're how do you how do you look presentable? You're like putting on makeup while you're in line. So my friends. So I waited in line overnight. My friends came with. They came while I was waiting in the line, and then my friends would take my place in the line. I'd slept in the car for a little bit. Then we switched over. Then I changed into what I was going to wear. And then I stood in line and I waited to go in and then I got in. And then you, what do they do? Have you and then they had me do like three different things. And then you get to like the firing squad, which was like Reginald Hudlin at the time. Shout out to Uncle Reg who just yeah, hosted the Emmys. Byron Phillips, Stephen Hill, and Kelly G. Because Kelly G is Radio Chicago. Yeah. And I walk in and the first person I know is Stephen Hill. I'm like, hey, Stephen, 97.9, uh, hot 97 in Boston. And he was like, yeah. I said, coach says hi. I worked at the same radio station that Stephen Hill used to be the program director at. So it was a small radio world. And yeah. all of a sudden, she's in. You know, so it was like that. I mean, whenever you have a card to pull, pull play, it. Pull it. Play your big joker when you can play yeah. your big joker. And that's what I did. And then you go to New York? And then we went to New York. Was it down we, to like 50 people or no, 10? No, it was down to seven. Do no, you, it was what? down to 10 people. It was down to 10 people for the New Faces search. Do you know any, any of the other 10? Did you anybody know Alicia know Renee. You know, Lamorne. But also it was you and Terrence, guys and girls, the final yeah. 10. Yeah. Yeah, because Terrence was telling me, yeah, he told me about Lamorne. Yeah, it was Lamorne, Alicia Renee, me. There was this guy shaming. There was this girl. Oh, my gosh, I'm forgetting the other girls' names. I'm forgetting the other people. The, the, they're not the, important. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Damn it. Nah, they're not important. And the tapes get pulled back up. Tangie was one of them, and I can't remember the other girls. And mine was like hell week. I was like, everything I did was like, are you serious? Like, they hadn't used me for anything, you know? And it wasn't until like, if we were there Monday through Friday, it wasn't until Friday they piled, oh, we don't have no content on her. We got to do something with her. 
You know, all I had did was like a man on the street thing. That was it. Mm -hmm. Everybody else interviewed artists. Everybody else was on 106 in Park. They did all these other different things. I had did nothing. Mm -hmm. And so come Friday, they dump an interview on me. I thought it was going to be Chris. And they switched it. And it wasn't him. I ended up getting Jim Jones, which I'm like, oh, this is cool, too, because I just saw him in Chicago. Dipset was promoting their album. I just yeah. interviewed him. This is going to be great. And he was a complete dick to me. Oh, but was he? Because Penny <laughs> told him to be, our, our program director at the time, oh. to, or EP at the time, told the artist to give us a hard time oh, really? to see how he would react. No, nah, he's just the dick always. And, no, not to, I'm kidding. No, he's I don't not. know. He's I don't know not. him at all. He's not. <laughs> I just want to get those so clickbait moments. No, no, no Jim Jones is a dick. No, straight. In. No. Straight asshole. His whole life. Uh, Hold on. Never met him. No, but imagine. It's like me sitting with you and I'm like, Gary, Gary, Gary. And all of a sudden you're like a complete yeah. asshole to me. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I'm like, really? Yeah, it was that. It was I'm hot. Dipset. Dipset. Bird gang. I was like, are you kidding me? Come on. Like, I was just like, this is just going so bad. This is going so bad. And so then I was like, well, let's talk about what everybody else wants to talk about. Where were you when your boy got shot? And it was when... Homie had just got shot at Howard University. That would get your attention. <laughs> then he was like, what'd you say? I thought I was about to lose my life for a quick second. And then I was like, where were you when your boy got got? <laughs> and he was like, man, y'all better get her out of here. I was like, I don't care. I quit. <laughs> you said I quit? <laughs> I, out. I was like, I'm done anyway. <laughs> He's not talking. And I left. And low key, I found out after I walked out of the room, he was like, she's good. You got, you got, yeah. She's the one, you know? So it was funny. And then I went on the show, and Exhibit was the guy that I was interviewing. For, uh, for this is still, you haven't got the job yet. I haven't got the job yet. And we're on 106 in the Park, and I'm supposed to do an interview with Exhibit. I'm like, yeah, everybody loves you from, you know, Pimp My Ride. He's like, you know we on BT, right? And I'm just like. <laughs> well, that's what I would have said. Yeah, you know well, I mean? so that's where they know yeah. you. I mean, yeah. what am I going to do? Like, you know, <laughs> how we know you. Uh, great. So, um, how about the Yankees? Like right. I just said, <laughs> and they picked me. I don't know how I did it. Reginald Hudlin literally looked at me. He's like, you had a hell of a day. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> you had a hell of a hell day. Of a day. You like, quit. Yeah. Right. You, you quit. named off the competitor. <laughs> named the competitor network. Yeah. He's like, step forward. You and Terrence, did it go? It, no. Cause then Bow Wow was the host after you guys. Yeah, right. So what year did you guys stop? Was it 2012? 2012. So that was six years you was on? 2012, 2013. 2012, 2013. Did you already have a next job lined up? Mm -mm. So you just moved out to I LA? I moved out to LA without a job. I had no idea. I was out of work for like three months. I didn't know what I was going to do. Oh, too bad there wasn't OnlyFans back then. I know. Right? <laughs> I could kill right now. Get All rocked I to, by Roxy. Oh, my God. <laughs> All I got to do is open one up right now about my feet. Like, they are obsessed. I get asked every single day to open up an OnlyFans feet page. Is your feet nice? Yeah. No, I'm not going to do it. You're not going to say Well, you it. brought it up. Well, I know. Well, just, you know. How the, fuck, how the fuck you bring up, if I could open up an OnlyFans page about my feet, and say, then you say. We just luckily. You don't even show your feet. Of my feet today because I was. Oh, you just happen to have it in your phone. <laughs> 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 no, because I was, I was promoting. Oh, is it in your is it in your camera, Christian? No, it's in my camera. Uh, I gotta find it. I I don't see him. You didn't save. You deleted them? your feet pics. I think I did. Oh no, there they are. Yeah, those are nice feet. Yeah, you know. Is your big toe the biggest toe? Yeah. Why do other people have bigger other? Well, sometimes toes? the second toe goes longer than the big toe. 
that's that's not abnormal. By look, the it's way. like something that I look at every single day. Uh, kind of on the same spectrum. No, but your your big toes longer. There's some yeah. some the longer one is the mid, the well, second. Well, if anybody one. has that problem, just make your big toenail grow out to where it's longer than your second toe. That's kind of nasty. Not not really. Then you're gonna look, fuck your socks up. I mean, but if at least your toenails that long. Issue. Listen, if you get into bed with somebody. And you're like this. I'm Hold not on, checking for their feet, Let me Gary. see. That's what I'm saying. It's not I've that I've got in bed with some people who have bogged off feet. <laughs> I know some of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like this. I know some of those people. <laughs> We've been friends for too long. It's hot in here. <laughs> I know some of those people. <laughs> Shut up. Don't say anything. Yeah. But yeah. Have you ever fucked a hockey player? No. I'm just asking. <laughs> mm I just wanted you to say no so people know you're not out there. No, I'm not out there. You know like what that. I mean? It's no, like this. No MLB, the hockey no hockey. No baseball? No baseball. No. No polo players. Just the black sports. No cricket. <laughs> Guilty. You're like this. Guilty. So the black sports. Yeah. Guilty. No soccer players. Any UFC fighters? No. 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 Boxers? I'll leave that alone. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I had to think about it. I'm like, he did boxing on the side. Was he a pro? Yeah, he said boxing on the side? I don't think he was a pro. <laughs> Who does boxing on the side? Trainer. Trainer. Oh, a trainer. And I'm like this. No, mm. I haven't been with a boxer, no. I'll get, I'll get the name off air. <laughs> and I'm a boxing fan. Like, I'm a fan. I'm a, I'm a boxing fan. Okay, no. what do you think of, did you watch the Deontay Wilder-Tyson Fury fight? Yeah. What would you think? I, I loved it. I loved it. It was a good fight. I mean, whenever you got two, like, big guys that are actually fighting, you know what I'm saying? Wait a minute. I knew you. Oh, I don't know why I didn't bring this up. I knew you liked boxing. Oh, I did boxing commentating. That's what I'm saying. I remember Boy. you. Yeah, I remember yeah. you commentating. Yeah. But I think every boxer has their boogeyman. And I think Tyson Fury is Deontay Wilder's boogie. I think so too. I do think so too. Just like I thought that, you know, Pacquiao was definitely Floyd's boogeyman too. Not to think that I would ever, I never doubted Floyd at all, ever. But I do think that there's that one thing that you're like, this man could, he could be. I think Floyd is everybody's boogeyman. That's that for sure. That I've for never sure. seen. I've I, never seen him like. Well, he just, if you watch him. He's so confident. And the first couple rounds, he's like, let me just figure it out. Let me feel their power. Mm -hmm. Let me get their speed. And then, all right, mm -hmm. I got it now. Because the thing about those big prize fights, I'd be so fucking nervous. Mm -hmm. the first, and he's right at home. He's he like, is. boom. It's like, but is. if you go with comedians, like, you know, Who's I don't, I don't get man? nervous. They're, well, comedians are different. Come on. No, no. Like, who, who do I who don't want to follow? Who do you not want to follow? Yeah. Who do you not want to follow? Huh. Uh, Almost too. Who do you not want to open up for? Because that's even added pressure too. No, you, you, listen. This is a comedian. When you're on those shows where it's four or five headliners, I all my when my first got with my agent and manager and they first became really invested in stand up, I'd always tell them, they'd be like, no, no, you're the bigger name on this, so you need to be going last. Said, don't you ever? If the money's the same, mm -hmm. don't I tell them, don't you ever fucking fight for me to go last. Uh -huh. I go, just put me where they want to put me. I go, you can't go wrong going up in the middle. Right. That's a sweet spot. It's different if you're like a Chappelle or a Rock where eh, 10,000 people are paying to see you. If I'm mm -hmm. at a comedy club or some of the shows where it's me and it's low, you know, not as well-known comics, yeah, you're the headliner. But when you get like three or four guys, if you get like me, D-Ray, and Michael Blackson, let's say. Right. We're all right in the same area. Okay. Um, 
I'm always like, I don't care where I go on that lineup. Right. But don't be saying I got to go last. Right. I go, no, nah, I don't mind going up early because right. you're in the sweet spot. Right. Crowd's not tired. So who's, but who's your boogeyman then? Who do I not like going after? I would say if I'm uh, probably Lavelle Crawford, if he's doing 45 Ooh. minutes. Okay. Anything under 30, you're fine. Okay. Because they're not tired. But Lavelle just has a way of bringing people into his world. And he, and he starts just rattling off shit. And if he gets in the zone where you can see the crowds go, rah, rah, you're like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you literally got to be like, okay, the next 10 minutes is an L. Yeah. So I slowly get him back into my world. Right. The worst is when somebody, he does, if he's killing them and the host doesn't do anything in between. So he doesn't give the audience a chance to breathe. Uh, so then they're going to, sometimes they'll the bring next. you right up. You're yeah. like, you know, they're still laughing at the last joke. Right. So not Boogeyman, but Lavelle sucks when he's in the zone to go after. He's, he's a monster. That, that's probably the number one one. Okay. Yeah. But I've been on the road with him a lot. I've gone after him a lot of times. Uh-huh. And it, like I said, if you if he's doing twenty thirty, that's fine. Right. But if, when if, he, if he's doing, you're you're supposed to, be able to do forty five because you're quote unquote co headlining. I'd be like, fuck. Did <laughs> <laughs> you get tired? I never thought about that. You do get tired as like, especially if they're in the zone and they're yeah. laughing hard. Because here's the thing: you could do a show and the crowd isn't laughing as hard as you're used to. Yeah. Then you get off stage and everyone's like, "That was awesome. You were great." And you're like, "I didn't get that." Right. But you don't realize they're fucking physically tired. Tired. Yeah. Because it ain't like, it ain't like the guy went up and then it was you. There's like four comics. So by the time you get on stage, they're two hours into a comedy show, mm-hmm. and that kind of sucks. You're mm-hmm. like, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. But but I always say, if you want to be a headliner, if you don't want to be a headliner, don't take headliner money. Right. The what bothers me the most about stand up is when you get on a show, and it's easy. Whoever gets the most money goes last. Whoever gets the least money goes first, and you fall accordingly. Right. I hate it. I'm not gonna call any comics out, but I hate it when comics try to pull that shit. And they where they're the headliner yeah. and they come up with some reason why they can't go up last, I go, well, let me get your, let me get your check then. Right. I'm not getting paid. I've, I've literally held promoters hostage. Like, you want me to headline? You got to pay me to headline. Mm-hmm. You're just, you're setting me sense. up. It makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not I'm, like you're worried about it. But you're like, dude, yeah. you're, because my thing is now it's going to feel like a job and yeah. it's not going to be fun. Uh-huh. I got to fight the tiredness and going after seven, eight comics. But yeah. it is what it is. I but, can see know. that. I've heard that happen like in the singing world also, concert runs and oh, stuff like my. that. Let me tell you, yeah. let me tell you a couple of things I saw one time. <laughs> I saw every year in Cincinnati they did the Macy's, Macy's Music Fest, uh-huh. where it's a two-day music festival, but they bring in heavy hitters. Yeah. So I saw Charlie Wilson go up. You don't want to go after Charlie Wilson. Charlie's a beast. Charlie Wilson's like Bernie Mac. Yeah. Don't want to go after he him. He has right? the whole show. And he's ready. talking about being addicted to crack. And he got off, and all of a sudden, everything he says, there's a music bit in between. Uh-huh. I was on crack. Doo, doo, doo. I got off. Doo, doo, doo. God saved me. Doo, doo, doo. Now I'm here. Doo, doo, doo. I love this city. You're like this. Holy fuck, slow down. <laughs> so by the time he's done, motherfuckers are crying. Yeah. <laughs> Shoes are off. People are praying. I saw Charlie Wilson go to Macy's Music Fest, and then John Legend went up right after oh. him. So Charlie just... Went up and he went a little over his time. I can uh-huh. tell. You can just feel it. I was like, this crowd's getting tired. I can feel it. Yo, Charlie got everybody on the stairs, and then there's no host. It's literally like doom doom. They take like two minutes and switch it out. And then John, they wheel the piano out, and John comes out. We're just, We're just ordinary, ordinary people. people. <laughs> and I was like, 
I know John's quote unquote the bigger name. Yeah. I wouldn't have did that. I would have did that lineup that night. Mm-mm. It looked like I stayed and watched. The way to the Bengal Stadium is you can see the cars on the highway. Start you can leaving. see the lights on There's the highway. There's just some people that are so iconic that even if they're not the bigger name at that time, mm-hmm. and they may be sharing a line with like a, a John Legend and a Charlie Wilson. Come on now. Well, same I think with, even John Legend has to be like. Oh, he said it. He goes, all right. Like in his third song, he goes, all right, my my, you guys are my real fans. You're still with me. You know, he's so classy. Yeah. He'd acknowledge it. it. It wasn't an L. It wasn't it was an just L, a, but it's not. That so- crowd, literally, people got saved. Yeah. People <laughs> gave their, hold on. In the same show, people got addicted to crack and found Jesus. <laughs> that doesn't happen. <laughs> Somebody took Somebody shot up And then somebody found the Lord (laughs) In the same show And then we're baptized (laughs) (laughs) And then John Legend came up I was like this Who did this? I I felt bad for John Who set him up? Yeah, someone set him up No, that's just people in PR That are putting the list together This would be great Oh, and this would be great And you just have no idea How it really You've never heard of Macy's Music Fest And since Yeah It's it's almost like It's not essence Nothing is (laughs) But it's, it's, it's a two-day music festival. And I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. One year, I just happened to be in the audience. Mm-hmm. Mary J. Blige was the headliner Friday. Get out. She didn't get on her flight or she missed her flight or something happened. Flight got canceled. Uh-huh. She launched her. She's not making the show. Somebody finds out I'm in the audience. They said, Gary, do you mind going up for like 10, 15 minutes uh, to fill time um, and then the Izzy Brothers are going to close it out. But okay. the Izzy Brothers are supposed to go up right before Mary J. Blige. Okay. Granted, the tickets say artists subject to change at no notice. Oh. So you ain't getting your money back. But you had a lot of people there to see Mary J. Blige. How did you do? Let me tell you what happened. <laughs> so they go, I'm, now I'm getting my, my head together. I think like, um, I don't know who, like Brian McKnight was on stage or something like that. So I'm like, all right, I'm getting my head, what am I going to talk about? And I was excited because the crowd was like in the right. pocket. Why, right before they announce Gary Owens going to do a guest set real quick, Mary J. Blythe, they get a video of her on the big screen at the stadium going, hey, Cincinnati, sorry I missed my flight. I wanted to be there. The flight's not going to make it. You hear the whole crowd go, what the fuck? (laughs) I literally heard like 10,000 black women go, what the fuck? (laughs) So I went like this. Here's the mic. I never went up. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I was like this. You ain't setting me up. Nope. No, and then you. Tom Joyner had to go out because he was just there. And they start boo. When I say they start booing Tom Joyner, and Tom goes, why the fuck? He didn't say fuck. Why the hell are you booing me? I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> I you made know? it. And Tom was just there to bring up the Isley Brothers. That right. was his only job. But I was like, oh, my God. They were so upset. Wow. But, yeah, because it's nothing like you're expect. You're expecting, you know, that. But you in Cincinnati? You're from Mary J. Blige. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, I was like this. <laughs> it's like going to Essence. There's and Mary like, J. Blige canceled. Yeah, basically. Yeah, but Mary J. Blige is there every year. So it's okay. They'll be like, yeah. oh, it's okay. <laughs> She'll be back next year. I've She'll, only been to Essence once. Was it? Just for a day, two years ago. Was I there? I don't I should have called you. I didn't you. see you. I should have called I'm definitely there at every Essence. I wasn't there. Where do you stay at? I'm do you just stay at a friend's house? Where I'm <laughs> I mean, you, you stay at a hotel or you stay at a stay friend's at a house? I, so I was booked like, three hours away at some other place in Louisiana. And I was like, oh, I got in the day before. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm, why is there no hotels in New Orleans? Because I was just going to stay in New Orleans both days, driving in and drive out for the show. 
And I didn't realize it was Essence Weekend. Yeah. I go, what the fuck? This pre-girls trip or after girls trip? After. This is two years Ooh. ago. After. 2018. Yeah, 2018. Yeah. I stayed in Baton Rouge. You couldn't walk, move, do anything that year. At 2018? It was like everybody watched Girls Trip and came down to New Orleans. It was a thousand Girls Trips that was happening at the time. Well, I took a thousand pictures as Tommy. Yeah, I remember. Wait, I remember (laughs) you guys always get confused. confused. People look at you and they're like. But it was nothing. I wrote a joke and did it in my last special Uh off my day at Essence. Because people were yelling, and he was there. That's the thing. He was announced as he was going to be at some parties, and he was going to. So uh-huh. I wasn't. I just popped in. So, so did mom, you go to any parties? No, and I tried. Him? I couldn't find out where he was at. I tried. I went to some great parties, but I was just like people, like literally, like Tommy from afar, <laughs> right? And then they get him on, like, oh wait a minute. <laughs> but people, I heard people yelling, Tommy. Oh shit! Have you ever seen Joseph and then him tell you the same thing? People confuse him yeah. for being gay. Well, we become friends. Because of the mistaken identity. That's hilarious. So he did the podcast. I got him on the podcast during lockdown. Uh-huh. And then last summer, Terrence J was hosting um, Power Confidential. Yeah. And he called me and said, will you come on and do an episode? And he made sure it was me and Joseph was on the same oh, episode. Wow. And that's the first time we met that's in person. So cool. Now that's fun. But he does. Yeah, he's I, a nice guy too. Have you met Joseph? Mm-hmm. Essence. Oh, I've only s- met him for work at Essence. So you is there a resemblance? 100%. Some, some people say, Ely 100%. says no. Ely will but go it, to his death grave going, death grave. Ely will go to his grave <laughs> saying, I don't see it. No, he's being nice. And he's been, he shot a movie with both of us. He's being nice. He's, he's saying the same thing to him, you know, but and when he's not around y'all, he's at the barbershop or something like that. He's like, them motherfuckers look alike. Yeah. <laughs> like, yo, they look alike. Well, like, he got the spinoff. Um, the Tommy spinoff. Mm-hmm. So I get everybody on social media going, you going to be on it? I That'd like, be so cool. You could be his brother. I said in my special, I should be his older brother, Timmy. Yeah. Timmy, oh, Timmy. and Tommy. Because <laughs> his dad was like, in the show, his dad was, you know, not round. So mm-hmm. his dad could have easily got another girl pregnant. Exactly. And just show strong up. family genes. Yeah. And then, hey. Timmy and Tommy. There you go. <laughs> I think it could work. But, but 50, I mean, write it up. I'd be hard to be the gangster, though. I'd be the guy that ended up being like a teacher. But or then something. that'd be fun for you to be like the total opposite of what he is. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you killing people? Right. What are you doing? Find Jesus. Let's go see this Charlie Wilson concert. <laughs> Come with me, please. He's the one doing drugs. I'm the one finding God at no. the concert. There you go. <clears throat> Tommy would shoot John Legend, though, after the concert. <laughs> Yo, this motherfucker sucks following Charlie. <laughs> I don't know why that was not a Tommy that's voice. Not, that's not that was even cool. That was Tracy Morgan. That was why damn. was Tracy Morgan? This guy fucks following Charlie. That Charlie is motherfucking Tracy. Wilson. Have you seen Tracy since? The divorce? Oh, yeah. Mm-mm. I forgot about that. She's asking for a lot. Don't they all? Do they do. They do. Don't every woman ask every for a lot? Every man does also. There have been some. Facts. I will say bitch that. Bitch ass. That's some bitch shit, though. <laughs> I will say. It. If you're a grown man and you're, I don't care who you're married to, you're a grown man and you're like, I don't want to work, but I need all this money from this woman. I was like, I don't know about that. Well, I'm not married to a trillionaire, though. Look, I believe what Rick Ross says. If you weren't with me shooting in the gym, there you go. You don't deserve it. But there's another thing to be said. 
that if it was somebody that's been holding you down your entire career, gave up their career for your career, they are entitled to something. That'd be Kenya. Your wife? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. 100% she... entitled. But I've always told her, I was like, uh, I, I say this to anybody. If you have kids and you're a man, you better not be living in better living conditions than your kids. Yeah. So if you're in an, if you're in a house and your kids are in an apartment, there's a problem. Yeah. Your priorities are so fucked up. Yeah. We can't hang out. Yeah. I agree. We cannot agree. hang out at all. I agree with you, and I agree that she would take more than half of yours. Who, Kenya? Yeah, she would. <laughs> well, she can't get child support. The kids are over 18. Oh, well, see. <laughs> you should have did it. I was like this. <laughs> <laughs> you can still claim something. No, no. But I've always said that. I don't get that at all. Because here's the thing about a dude. We're, we're guys. We need a bed, a TV, and sports center. There you go. That's in the shower. And not all of them need sports center. Yeah. I do. I'm saying you do. I'm I need, I need sports just to, just to decompress, but in a shower. I don't even need a kitchen, really. I need mean, a fridge. <laughs> Postmates. Yeah, but I'm like, I need a fridge to keep stuff cold. I don't really need right. I need maybe a microwave. But that's all you need as a dude. Mm-hmm. Women, you need a lot more. Yeah, you need we a do. big sink. You need a big bathroom to, you know, make sure in case you catch something from Dirty Dick, you need (laughs) pills and drawers to put that in. (laughs) You need your Dirty Dick drawer just in case. Oh, Oh, so horny, but I've heard about this guy. Uh, Oh my gosh. Oh no. That's never. No. You can't have a rep in it. No. What? Never. Uh -uh. Never what? If I knew somebody had like a rep of having a DD, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. no, no, that's that's already just like guy, guy, girls talk, guys talk, no, yeah, no, heard of a few. That's good. It's okay, you're not, you're not on the list. That I've I'm not of. on the list. I better not be anybody's list. <laughs> <laughs> uh, never, nobody's ever told me about you. Not even your wife. So, uh, <laughs> so you're good. That's good. We keep all our shit in house. Good. Except I always said I, that's why I, the one thing I don't like about TV right now is like marriage boot camp and Dr. Phil and Yana Van Zant and they people want to get married and as soon as shit hits a little rough patch, they want to go on TV and air out all their shit. Well, I don't agree with social media and couples, even if they're not married, but even more when they are married, they put everything out there, everything out there. And then when it doesn't work out, God forbid you get a divorce or you don't even make it to the altar, it's like... <gasps> Now you're taking back and you're taking down. Have you ever tried deleting old pictures off of Instagram? It is time consuming, okay? Like archiving stuff, that takes a lot. So That's always amazing when you'll see somebody it. and then they're just not together and you're like, wait a minute. You'll go back and be like, they went back and deleted everything. 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 That's time consuming. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I couldn't. I just wouldn't do it. Just don't post the people. Well, you you're you're exempt, but yeah. Yeah. I would do it. But I don't like I don't like it how uh, People want to get on TV, and about times like this, look, I've been married so long, you know, of course you have arguments and disagreements and shit like that. I'm like this, um, you ain't going to ever, you will never hear me say one bad word about her, you will never hear me, you'll never hear about, you'll never hear me respond to anything. Mm-hmm. I'm like this, all right. You got integrity. If but when somebody's trying to get a check from a network to get on a boot camp, because they pay, they pay good money. That's they great. They do whatever they can. That's to great. On, to stay relevant. Good luck. Yep, there you go. Have fun with that shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not my marriage or future marriage or whatever I end up doing. I can't wait to get married. I can't wait to find the person that I'm going to get married to. <laughs> <laughs> Where is he? 
What's going on? Roxy, you're going to marry, I can see you marrying like a... A white guy. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the comedian? Uh, Lisa Lampanelli. She, her oh. whole act was black dick, and then yeah. she married a white dude. Yeah. I went, what was that? <laughs> what was that? Like her whole act was black dick, and I like black dudes they and saw black the special. dick. <laughs> <laughs> and then she married a white dude. I go, oh, because that's like when I first got on the scene, and I was talking about black girls and stuff, before, even before I was married, and then after I got married, people were still asking, is that real? Or they'd see me out and go, damn, that you real. I go, you, you thought I was making that up. <laughs> just, just writing jokes about random shit. Yeah, no. It's, that's really Gary. Mm -hmm. As long as I've known you, at least. Yeah. Definitely. I don't know who I'm going to marry, but hopefully I meet him soon. I don't think you'll, well, you'll probably marry an industry guy and you'll get divorced. Damn, but then Gary. You'll, you'll get it right the second time. No, because I'm old enough to get it right the first time now. No, I think the first one's going to last about six months. That's not fair. That's not fair, Gary. I'm your friend. I'm going to tell you the truth. No, no, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen like that. I'm telling you. If you I could have dodged some really dumb ones already, trust me, I'm not gonna. I'm okay. I'm gonna dodge. You're gonna wait. I'm gonna wait until it's the right one. I'm definitely not gonna just rush into a ring. Does it have to be an American? No, definitely not. No, mm. I'm all for the Euro accent. There it is. Yeah. But then, what if they're not circumcised? Is that a deal breaker? Yes, just by your reaction. I don't know if it's a deal breaker as long as you keep it clean. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And that was some women. Can it be like a semi thing? No, like I'm talking about full thing. elephant trunk. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm talking about full on. Do does he have that? a Does he have a tip? Is there a reason why men don't? Well, why that wouldn't even happen? Here's the weird thing. I didn't know. I thought you were gonna say I'm not sure. No, <laughs> I, I like, listen. Whoa. No, I don't want to. No, Roxy. Know. No, I didn't know what the hell. I thought dudes were born circumcised. I didn't know my shit got cut when I was younger until I went to boot camp and I was in the Navy and it's just open showers. And I was like, what? What? <laughs> and I thought, I literally thought every black guy from Chicago had weird dicks <laughs> because, because there was like a group of four brothers in boot camp. And they all came from Chicago. And you get in the shower and none of them were circumcised. And I kept, I was so confused for a long time. I go, what is wrong with black guys from Chicago's dicks? Because <laughs> you're not, you're not, you're not staring, but you're in the shower. So that you're like this. I think of guys in Chicago now. I'm like, hmm. No, but I literally was like this. What? And then somebody goes, I don't know when I found out. I go, what? What? So I would have been like that? So every guy's like that, but they get cut. I go, I had no clue. But keep in mind. Grew up in a small town in Ohio, 17 years old, not worldly at all. Uh-huh. I was so fucking confused. Right. And then when my son was born, first thing on the box, <laughs> yo, this motherfucker got to cut it immediately. <laughs> and I didn't know cedars, they don't cut, they don't circumcise. Like, you oh. got to come back like a week later. Because they're... Um, I don't know. I thought, I was like, dude, he was born, he got a bath, I go, when we cutting? Yo, when we cutting the dick. Are you supposed <laughs> to do it like right away? That's how I was told it was done for oh, the longest. I don't know. I don't know. And then I was like, when we cutting the dick? Like literally, I'm looking at the doctor like, what's going on? When we cutting the dick? Come on, because it came out uncircumcised. Like, what's oh, up? Wow. Come on, we gotta right. fix this. Yeah, You're like, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. We gotta <laughs> look. Too much information about your. Let's right go. Now. Okay. <laughs> look, he's healthy as heartbeat. Are you rapping us now? Wait, is that no. what? <laughs> no, he's healthy as heartbeat. I get that. When is this dick gonna get fixed? Oh my gosh! And so I had to take him, dude. It's like medieval torture. 
I the guess way, so. The way they do it, they they it was like this little cross thing. They strap my son's arms in like this. Then they strap his legs out, so his mm-hmm. legs are like this. Then the okay. doctor takes the take the numb him, takes the needle, numbs him. Right? I don't want to know. No, Roxy, listen. I don't want to know. It's that's as bad. That's all. It's not gonna be bad after this. So my son literally, <laughs> keep my. He's a week old. He looks over at me, and that needle, that pain hit him. Denzel happened. One <laughs> tear came down. He goes. <laughs> <laughs> and I swear I heard the music. And I went, and literally, it was like he gave me the evilest stare. Oh like, oh my God. Then he just started screaming, right? And this stream of piss went, woo, and land on the doctor's thing. And I go, he's a fighter, motherfucker. He's a fighter. <laughs> and then they, they cut him, and it looked like a bobber on his tip for like a week because they got to protect it. And then that was it. But I was just like, I kept telling him, I go, you'll thank me. You're going to thank me. And I said, better yet, there's girls in this hospital right now in the nursery. These little girls, they're going to thank me. Have you ever been with a guy that was uncircumcised? TMI. Come on, I ain't got to name a name. I'm just asking. You ever been with one? I've and seen one, home? yes. I've been around okay. one, yes. It was a shocker. My wife's got the funniest story about an uncircumcised dick. Why? She's been before you? She was. Listen, it could be. It's I'll, so- let, I'll let her tell me. I'll tell it. Okay. Well. She she gets on me about talking too much, but we're all you know, we've been on dick conversation this whole podcast. No, we haven't. But so, go ahead. That's the only reason I brought you. I didn't care about your career. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know. One hundred and six in Park was fluff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it no. that we break each other in? Kenya okay. had the funniest story. She said she was in her early you know early twenties or whatever. She just got to L.A. and this guy like for some reason she goes over his apartment. And he felt that comfortable that he went to the bathroom and came out with his dick out. Oh, wow. And, like, put it right here. Oh, he knew what he wanted. Right. It was that time. She's telling me the story, and she, she had never seen an uncircumcised dick. And she <laughs> said she looked at it, and she went. And she literally, <laughs> classic Kenya, she goes, um, don't ever have that out in the light. <laughs> <ever>. in the light. <laughs> Not don't walk out of the bathroom with your dick out. Not right. that. She goes, don't ever come out. I can just see Kenya like just pointing at it. Don't ever bring that out in the Get light. Get that away from again. Me now. <laughs> and he goes, what? I said, so what happened? <laughs> she goes, oh, I couldn't. I just couldn't. Did There's no way. I guess. Nothing happened. And wow. she's not a liar. I know I know all her past. There's like, I'm yeah. cool. It was before me, but I'm just like so, oh, you're one of those guys. What? That's cool. I what? know guys that are like not cool with a girl's past. They're like they just can't swallow it. It's just not. Oh, I'm not. No, I'm can't. not tripping. They're like, you've mm-hmm. been with who? Oh, he's nah. way too iconic. No, I can't come. Oh, I'm not. No, I'm not, not tripping off that yeah. at all. Yeah. Nah. That's good. Not that's at all. Nice. Like that's this. Here. It's before like, me. It's before me. It's above I had, me. I had a past. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Why you look at me like that? No reason. Because I know you. So I'm like, right. yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not tripping. Go. No trip. That's my shit's cut. That's why she's with me. <laughs> that's the one, that's one of the few good things my parents did for me. Good for them. They cut my, cut, cut the dick off. I'm Appreciate that. I'm glad they did that for you, Gary. Thank now you. you don't thank have you, to Christ live. Hospital in Cincinnati, Ohio. Whoever cut me up, you did a great job. Thank you so much. I don't know how we segue into anything else after this, honestly. I don't. It could be. Okay, let me ask you this. Oh, God. I'm scared of your question. Are you interested in doing, like, movies and stuff? Or is <laughs> that your thing? Thing? Are you going to do 
Hey, man, just ask. Not porn, like well, regular movies. Yes, I've been in a few movies. I know, but I mean... I'm, like real movies? <laughs> no, you've been in movies, but like, you're kind of Roxy in the movies. I mean, I've been trying. I've yeah. been auditioning a lot. Okay, so. so if you could work with one... Let's say, okay, they're like, Roxy Diaz, uh-huh. we're giving you a movie. Uh-huh. Who you want to work with? Man or women, like, who do you want to work with? Oh, okay. Uh, you get to pick. You're casting director, man, basically. Actually, I really like John Leguizamo. I always say his last name wrong, but... Leguizamo. Leguizamo. I always say Leguizamo. Leguizamo. Him. I think he's phenomenal. I'm such a fan I of I worked his. with him. And right along. He's awesome. Yeah, we he's only had like, one scene together, but it was good. Yeah, but you were around him. Yeah. So that was, that was great. Yeah. I will work with him. He was cool on set. He was Lenny. cool, man. You know how I feel about Lenny. What? Lenny Kravitz. He's not really an actor. She, he's got yeah. credits. Yeah. Well, that's, that, that's that foreign black dick you're going to go hey, after. <laughs> I fell out on stage one time. With Lenny? It fell out on stage. Oh, that's right. I forgot. You remember? Yeah, with his pants split. Uber, yeah. yeah. He let everybody see it. Wow, so, we yeah. really, you really got into that microphone when you said that. <laughs> you said he let everybody. Roxy, enough. <laughs> Is this great? Is this sanitized? Yeah, we sanitize. Woman, um, let's see. I love Meryl Streep. Can't go wrong with Meryl Streep. I like Jane Lynch also. And I She's love Reese funny. Witherspoon. Yeah, those are three good choices. Yeah, J-Lo's great. Mm-hmm. I love J-Lo. You want to work with a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> but if, on. I had to, if I had to pick one, of course, probably Meryl Streep. But then like, if I were to maybe pick a Latin counterpart between J-Lo and maybe um, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Wow, I wouldn't expect that. Mm-hmm. Unexpected. She's really, really nice lady. Very sweet. Only time we get a reaction like that from me again. Wow, didn't expect that. <laughs> is when you show your. I'm on Instagram and you got an engagement ring and it's a white dude. Wow, didn't expect that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I actually like really started liking a white guy a, a long time ago, and I was really, really, really into him. Like looking at my friend, she's like, yeah, she's looking at me like, yeah, and everybody was like, yes. Go! He's it! He's cool! He got everybody was on his team. Everybody. And I remember he was after me for like like a year or so strong. I was like not giving him any play. But then I was like, you know what? I'm tired of the BS. I'm tired of, you know, the same old. I'm gonna go ahead and give it a try. Do something different. You never know. Right. Wasn't what you thought. It, it, we, no, we never we never reached that point. Oh. But he just ghosted me. No. Like we went out a few days. We started hanging out. I started giving him the same Why energy. Why did I do it like, like I, I was, cared? I don't know. No. Because like, you didn't hear about him. You're like, who? <laughs> no, but I was. I was like really, no. really trying. I was like, I'm going to try to date somebody different. And as soon as I did, he completely, he's like, no, I want to focus. He told me, I want to focus on my my business and I'm not really wanting a real relationship right now. I'm like. That's why I didn't. I never fucking liked David Spade. No, it wasn't David Spade. <laughs> no, definitely not my type. Definitely not mm-hmm. my type. Not my type. Of, he's a cute white boy, too. Right? He's a cute white boy. I think they let your, us all down. your friend over there still likes the white guy. No, we're over him. Yeah, we're over him. I don't think she is. <laughs> it was heart. It was heartbreaking. I was like, see, going right back to what I know. Going back to black. Yeah. 
<laughs> going right back. Going back to black. Going back. Going back to black. <laughs> going right back to what I At least if I get heartbroken there, I know what it feels like. All of a sudden, you're. This white boy heartbreak is different. <laughs> your house, you like switch really, it up. I really saw a wife and kids moment for a minute. <laughs> Hold on. Never see that with any of the other you guys. Switch it up. <laughs> go, go get more Hennessy. Bring it to the house. <laughs> What the fuck? Get this what sparkling water, get this water out of here. Sparkling water out of here. What's a fucking dark liquor in this shit? What's the blood? I want chicken thighs and chicken wings. Take the chicken breast back. Fry all this shit up. <laughs> Everything in the house. Catfish, french fries. No more baked food. No more sauteing. We're not going to true foods. <laughs> We're done. Okay. Yeah. So that was that was my story. I tried. I have tried. All right, Roxy. I, I do appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. I can't wait to talk to you when we're done. <laughs> I thought you were going to say when you're drunk. No, there's about eight names right now that no, I got to know. not that many. I don't talk. Roxy, don't, your secret's there's safe for me. not that many. Why did I just turn gay? I don't talk. <laughs> just like a secret. <laughs> I don't know what just happened. My Always hands came out. I don't know why. Come on. I'm safe. I think. Mm -hmm. Look, I'm getting gayer. <laughs> Why am I getting in so trouble? Good? You know how like, girls always trust gay guys? Come on. I, Roxy. I don't know why that is either. So trust me. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I need a drink. All right. <laughs> we can go get a drink. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks um, for having me. I, I'm, 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 I'm happy we're friends. I'll just put it that way. Yeah. I'm happy we're friends. I'm happy we're friends too. All right. All right. Thanks, Roxy. All right. Let the rumors begin. No. <laughs> no. <laughs>